Welcome back, Chaos Conjurers. Today we are reviewing The Gilded Ones by Namina Fauna. It's the first book in the Deathless series. So, as always, I'm going to start off with the non-spoiler review, and then I'll give a clear warning before I start talking about some spoiler sections of the book. And But to begin, at the very beginning, I will read the synopsis. 16-year-old Dika lives in fear and anticipation of the blood ceremony that will determine whether she will become a member of her village. Already different from everyone else because of her unnatural intuition, Dika prays for red blood so she can finally feel like she belongs. But on the day of the ceremony, her blood runs gold, the colour of impurity. Dika knows she will face a consequence worse than death. Then a mysterious woman comes to her with a choice stay in the village and submit to her fate or leave to fight for the emperor and an army of girls just like her. They are called Alakai, near immortals with rare gifts and they are the only ones who can stop the empire's greatest threat. Knowing the dangers that lie ahead yet yearning for acceptance, Dika decides to leave the only life she's ever known. But as she journeys to the capital to train for the biggest battle of her life, she will discover the great walled city holds many surprises. Nothing and no one are quite what they seem to be, not even Dika herself. I am going to give a trigger warning for this book. There is rape and trauma and abuse, uh, just so that you're aware. The rape happens off screen so to speak. Um, so, but however, just be aware that even though this is a YA it touches on some really dark topics. Uh, so this novel touches a lot on interesting topics, you know, such as racism and xenophobia and misogyny, abuse, trauma. And I saw an interview with the author Namina Fauna, and she said that The Gilded Ones is, is loosely based on her experiences growing up in Sierra Leone uh, in West Africa during the Civil War. And I think you can really feel that while reading the book. She does a great job at representing the like ill treatment so many women, particularly young women, face. Um, I know this is set in a fantasy world, but you can kind of feel that the person who's written the trauma that is in this book is speaking from real life experience. It has, it's very, like it, it touches you, it's really moving, and that's something I really enjoyed about this book. Uh, so actually why I sometimes I hesitate to say that this is YA because it does have a very YA feel but there is a lot of stuff in this book that I probably wouldn't want I don't know it's not really appropriate for like younger teenagers older teenagers yes um but you know people closer to that you know 13 14 mark it might be a little bit too much for them I don't know it's hard to it's been so long since I was that age that it's hard to really me to judge anymore but yeah there is a lot of heavy topics in this book i found fauna's world building interesting and unique which is always like a huge plus i would have liked a little bit more of it um she could have painted out the details just a bit more for me but what she did give me i really enjoyed and i found that there was a little too much telling and not enough showing for me in this book as well like there was a lot of explanation where maybe she could have shown it more than told me directly as a reader. Um, I enjoyed the fact that even though there are a lot of young girls in the cast of characters, there's no stereotypical like mean girl characters. I find that really annoying and a lot of YA novels, um, particularly 
because it's like a stereotype of like girls. Uh, the girls, for the most part, were very supportive and likable. And I think that as, you know, I think that's more my experience growing up as a young teenage girl that, yeah, there will be people that you meet that aren't nice to you, obviously. The world isn't all um, rainbows and roses. But typically when there's large groups of girls together, I find that we tend to be fairly supportive of one another. So I liked that this book went with that rather than the, you know, pack mentality of like mean girls versus nice girls that you can, it's kind of a trope that I'm over. Um, so I'm glad that Namina like stayed at, Namina Fauna really stayed away from that. You know, I really enjoyed the strong bonds formed between many of the characters and that they were built on like respect and understanding. However, I would have enjoyed seeing a bit more character development of the other characters outside of Dika. I really enjoyed Dika, but a lot of the character development is done on her and with her in mind. And I feel like I would have connected more with some of the other characters. You know, characters such as Brita, if I knew more about their own personal desires and motivations. I also felt like no connection to the romance aspect of this book. Um, too much happened off screen and I would have preferred a bit more tension built between the characters. Again, too much telling and not enough showing, which kind of killed the chemistry for me personally. It got intense too fast, which is another kind of like, that is a trope she kind of bought into in this book. Um, you know, it got intense too fast and, and there was no burning embers leading up to the sudden like burst of flames that I felt in the romance of this book. So uh, yeah, I would have liked a bit more tension, a bit more of a build up of the romance. The dialogue also left a little, you know, it was a little bit blah for me. It didn't feel completely genuine and believable all the time. There were so many aspects of the writing that were really, really good, but that was the one thing, well, maybe not the one thing, but it was one of the major things that like let this book down a bit for me. I did find that every scene, regardless of like the fantasy genre, it should feel like something that you would really happen. I know this is a fantasy world, but I want us I want the conversations to still feel like real conversations. But a lot of the time the dialogue was a little bit on the nose and it didn't always feel like a real conversation I might overhear. Another thing that I loved about this book was like the gritty battle scenes. I really appreciate when female characters get a chance to like really showcase their strengths and this book did not disappoint as far as that. Uh, Namina Fauna was really not afraid to write good gritty battle scenes. There are many things to love about this book but also you know like I said I did mention that there's a few problems that I also have with this book. Uh, I'll go into them a bit more in the spoiler section of the book but yeah. So I'm going to give this book three out of five chaos cats because there was a lot of things to love and there was a lot of things that maybe need a little bit more work as well. So warning warning spoilers ahead. So going into a little bit more of the abuse of the women and girls and like the society's obsession with purity, it was, it was both very interesting and at times really hard to read about. So there were a few glaring plot holes in the story that bothered me as well. Like most people bleed in small amounts too often um, for your gold blood not to be noticed until the ritual when you turn 15. This kind of confused me. Like, I know that the author explains that young girls are kept away from, like, sharp knives and so on and so forth. But I have made myself bleed, like, so many times. Even though, like, even if it's just, like, in small amounts over the last, like, month alone that I can think of. 
um, so many different ways. I just, I don't see how girls in this world don't also do the same. Like I got a mosquito bite last week and like simply scratching that a little bit too much, like made me bleed. So, you know, and not to mention um, when I hit the corner of my bed with my shin and scraped off like multiple layers of skin, uh, that resulted in a bit of blood down my leg. So you get what I mean? Like I just, you know, I think there's a bit of a plot hole there where I feel like it'd be way more common for girls to accidentally bleed before their ceremony. The other part of this plot hole that like bothers me is that most girls get their periods after 16 in this book. This is like not an accurate representation of women. I feel like it's a plot hole that a male writer would be more likely to like trip and fall in. I don't know if this is like TMI or whatever, um, but I got mine at like 11 and all my close friends got theirs well before 16. I only ever knew like one girl in high school that got hers that late. So while obviously some girls do get it after 16, it certainly is not the norm, if you know what I mean. So I have to admit that this bothered me a bit. However, I just got my head around it by telling myself that there isn't, like this isn't Earth, like this is a fantasy story. And maybe in this world, girls don't get their periods until after 16. I just find it, you know, especially because this is aimed at like a more teenage audience. I felt that the author probably should have, even though this is fantasy, maybe should have done this in a way that is representation, like representative of young girls. Um, yeah, so that, that was a, yeah, that was a weird one for me. Uh, another thing that is never explained enough in detail for me is how the Okai, I think that's how you pronounce it, the Okai, the elite female assassins for the emperor even came to be in a world that is like supposedly built on female oppression. Like for the most part, women are like kept jobless and pure and solely dependent on men. I feel like there could have been some interesting world building in fleshing out that part of the narrative. Like how did these female warriors even get let into this role? Maybe like Fauna is saving that for a later part of the series, but it felt like something that deserved a home in the first book. Like why does the emperor even trust or rely on these women when he rules over a society that has no respect for women. The plot twist with the death shrieks was also a bit frustrating because I could see it coming and Dika would notice things too and then completely forget about them, which I, as a reader found a bit frustrating. Like I still enjoyed it, but I was frustrated at times. As far as the end goes, I didn't expect for what happened to happen so soon. I thought there would be more obstacles uh, that would carry on to further books in the series. I feel like there wasn't much left plot-wise that is going to leave me craving for the next book in the series. Like, you don't always have to end on a cliffhanger, but at the same time, I felt like they wrapped up a lot of the things that were mentioned in this book. Like, in the end, I felt like this book had a lot of potential, but also a lot of problems. That's why I've kind of given it a middle-of-the-road rating with um, three out of five Chaos Cats. The victim to victor like character arc really helped pull this book from like a two to a three chaos cats rating for me because there was so much to enjoy i really did enjoy the main character and i did enjoy this new world like i said i would have liked it a little bit more fleshed out and there's a few plot holes that i would have liked resolved better but overall this is a really good read especially for a younger audience like i said i feel like i'm kind of growing beyond the ya um 
aspect of my life. I've always enjoyed reading YA, but I've noticed in the last year or so, I'm not as enjoying it as much as I used to. So this book in many ways is kind of a case of it's just not for me. Um, but there was also a few plot holes and things that I think a more mature audience is going to spot really quickly, if you know what I mean. So it's a good read. I recommend, probably recommend it more for new adults and teenagers. But do be aware that there is some dark elements of this book that it might not be appropriate for young teenagers. Yeah, so there we go. So Chaos Conjurers, keep conquering that chaos. Chaos.